Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about gold exploration and development in the United States. And I have great pleasure to be joined by Jason Atu, CEO, and Moira Smith, Senior Technical Advisor of Liberty Gold. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Paul. Now, um, Liberty, you've just put out a, a resource update on your black pine deposit in Idaho. Um, this is an oxide resource update, uh, 3 million ounces in all categories, including 2 million ounces in a high grade portion of deposit, the deposit. Congratulations. Imagine you must be very pleased with uh, how things have progressed there. We are, this is a major milestone for us. Uh, our technical crew has been working really hard over the last year and a half to grow the resource from uh, when we released a maiden resource in uh, the middle of year and a half ago. What is that, 2021? July and, 2021, that's right. Yes, and uh, we're really happy to be able to announce that we have met our goals in terms of growing the resource and um, we expect to see further resource growth over the next couple of years. Now, the, the last year and a half, um, the company's been putting out a, a string of drill results, and you can really see that in this resource. Um, the updated resource is a 52% increase to the indicated ounces and a 31 increase in the inferred ounces compared to the maiden resource you mentioned in 2021, Moira. Um, let's talk a little bit. Let's focus in on the the high-grade portion of that, the 2 million ounces you've got there, um, 1.5 million ounces measured indicated and another half a million inferred. Um, how did uh, that come about or how did you sort of pull that together? In the press release, we've got two sensitivity tables and one of them has to do with the higher grade component. This is inside the 0.2 grade shell that we chose for uh, reporting the resource. And if you look at block grades inside there and just isolate the blocks that uh, are above a 0.5 um, average grade, then you end up with, uh, as you mentioned, about 1.55 million ounces of indicated and another 219,000 ounces of inferred. So um, that gives us about 1.75 million ounces. Average grade is right around one gram. That is, uh, about twice what the average grade is for a run of mine oxide heat bleach operation in the Great Basin. And uh, we do think that it's very significant. If you look at the cross sections that are in the link in the press release, you can see that the higher grade bin, the 0.5 and above blocks, we've got that colored uh, red in the cross sections. And you can see that they form these sort of flattish zones that are surrounded by lower grade material. Fundamentally, that follows um, contacts and shear zones within this package that's about 400 meters thick that uh, is the mineralized um, stratigraphy. We also have a sensitivity analysis at lower cutoff grades um, in the report where we um, had successively lower grade pit shells built down to 0.1 grams per ton. And I just wanna call attention to that because uh, that is even at 0.1 grams, that's still above the marginal cutoff grade that is generated by the pit analysis. And we've got 
3.4 million indicated and 850,000 inferred ounces in there, so about 4.3 million altogether. And we see that as being important going forward because as we look at actually mining this stuff, um, we will probably be mining below that 0.2 gram resource reporting cutoff grade. So there's considerable upside there. You don't lose any of the higher grade blocks. In fact, you'll probably add to it with that. But uh, both the high grade and the low grade are going to be very important going forward. Okay, thank you, Moira. Now let's bring in Jason now. Um, Jason, this is obviously a, a great resource update, and it really sets the the stage for the company to sort of go forward. So, um, in terms of sort of planning the the, the next steps for the company, how, how does this feed in, or, or where do you go from here? Yeah, look, Paul. I think given this release and the, um, the revised resource estimate for for Black Pine, which, as he correctly pointed out, is three million ounces and, and growing. Um, the work program, first of all, in that 3 million ounces, as, as Moira can, can account for, um, there's still about an additional 45 holes that are pending in terms of assays that would be, we'll be releasing over the next few weeks, few months um, that didn't get into this resource. So again, there's lots of areas of zones that are growing. Um, certainly, um, the potential for a 4 million plus resource Moyer talked around the cutoff sensitivity reflects a lot more potential. So there's a lot of growth that will be unlocked and some economic potential as well. What we're doing in terms of the work plan for 2023, as I mentioned, there'll be the additional holes that come up. But we do have a 32,000 meter program. We have one drill on site now. A second drill will, will show up in a, in a matter of months that are drilling 24-7. So there's plenty of information or news that are going to be coming out just with, with respect to the drill bit. But in addition, um, there is a, a good level of pre-feasibility study quality information all on the metallurgy, on the geotech, on the hydrology. And, and our, our thought process is, as, as we would forego um, a PEA study and move right into the pre-feasibility study. And why we would be thinking of doing that is firstly, again, the quality of information and studies and, and inputs of, are, are at a pre-feasibility level. The fact of the matter is the resource that we, we, we published 84% of it is in the indicated category. There's going to be more infill drilling that's done in 2023 that will move that indicated care category up. Um, in addition, as, as we talk to various vendors um, around all the uh, in inflationary inputs uh, on mine capital, as well as consumables such as diesel and cyanide, we do believe we're an environment, and, and I think this is evidenced by what uh, the Fed is saying as well, we're, we're going to be in a disinflationary environment or the disinflationary process has started, um, and therefore having conversations with vendors around capital and consumables, we do think, think that we're going to be in a more normalized environment, um, kind of Q3, Q4 of this year, and therefore this will be a real study, higher confidence than a PEA around economics that really directionally will show the, the robustness of, of the mine plan. So lots to be being done at, at Black, Black Pine for 2023. Again, it's a combination of drilling out more of this resource, some infill, some discovery, but in addition, as I said, all the de-risking aspects around metallurgy, geotech, hydro that uh, we'll be releasing in due course. 
Thank you, Jason. Now, in a PEA, a company typically does a sort of what if analysis on many, many different options. But um, as, as you've mentioned and that the company's mentioned over the past uh, two or three years, this is going to be a, a relatively, let's say, bog standard open pit heat bleach oxide project. So there's not sort of too many things to speculate about doing this or doing that. You, you've pretty much got a good idea of um, what you can be doing and where. It's more a case of, you know, how much mineral and what grade and obviously what the cost structure is around that. Is, is is that a sort of fair sort of analysis? You're you're exactly on point, Paul. And and, and clearly, again, for a company of our, our our size and evolution, what we will be focusing on around the the um, the pre feasibility study is an NPV maximization process. And in other words, there's various zones that we've elucidated and continue to elucidate that are shallow or higher grade. And, and therefore, if we can get that on a leach pad sooner rather than later, the payback of our capital that will be required to, to fund the, the build out of the operation really, um, if we can minimize the payback. Uh, again, I think what we've demonstrated with this resource coming out has got size and scales of a multi-decade type mine. Um, but now what we do need to do is obviously emphasize and, and really start working through, again, what I call an NPV maximization process, for which after the capital has sp been spent and then paid back, we, we have a lot more flexibility, as Boyer mentioned, to start looking at lowering cutoff rate. And as long as we're making cash margin on, on anything run of mind that we're putting on the pad, we will we'll, we'll do so. So. Yeah, we, we've got obviously some some work to do in, in terms of that process. Um, and and so let us get to it and, and go through the work for 2023. In addition, what you should be aware of the work plan that you'll see in our presentation, um, we do have uh, all, all the capital to do that. As a thank you, or we've got a very robust balance sheet. Um, the last reported balance sheet is somewhere around 22, 23 million US dollars. Um, we did get a board approved budget that is not a deficit budget. So we will end up in the black or, or a positive balance sheet come December calendar year this year. And uh, if we don't need to, we won't, won't need to finance in, into 2024. So again, lots of things for, for this, this group to be doing quite excited about it. Clearly this was this revised resource estimate was the most consequential press release and information that we did need to get get out in, in my brief tenor here, but very, very excited and enthusiastic direction where we're going with Blackpine in particular. Thank you, Jason. What's the approximate timing on, on the PFS? So I, I think it really will depend on, as I said, we're, we're monitoring and having conversations with the various vendors on mine capital and consumables. When we do see, start to see a more normalized environment because when we do put the inputs in the pre-fees, there's no de-escalation that any consultant or group will actually provide, even though they might believe that's going to happen. It really is off-spot pricing. So we're monitoring it. As I said, I do think that this whole process of disinflation is is, is happening. Um, and and so let's just think through, you know, some, some of our, our, our thinking and, and some of the, the very, very smart people that are, are looking through this starts to really take take effect Q3, Q4. The, the, the amount of studies that I said at a pre-feasibility level, it really will take us, um, when we do decide to push um, on the pre-feasibility study and start writing this, it will take anywhere from three to six months 
So if, if we are um, in an environment, say Q3, Q4, you can expect a pre-feasibility study somewhere around 2024. And that additionally has the benefit as, of, of having the ability to submit our mine plan of operation to the regulator, which really will start the permitting process for Black Pine. Excellent. Thank you. Now, um, I want to sort of, you know, dive further into the, the future possibilities for the company. Obviously, the conversation we've been talking about, the, the steps the company is taking to eventually bring Black Pine into production. Um, but as you know, you've got a three million ounce resource now. You talked to, we've spoken about, you know, that you, you've got a line of sight perhaps on four million ounces and above. Um, you know, Black Pine's growing into a, a very big deposit. Um, let, let's bring in MA into the equation. Now, you've been involved in some very high profile MA, Jason, with you through your time yep. at Gold Corp. Um, Mark Bristow in Indaba today was talking about how. Gold miners have not been investing enough in exploration. Um, you know, reading between the lines that means the producers are going to have to buy more juniors. Sure. We've obviously got a, a big M&A transaction on the table at the moment with Newmont and Newcrest. Um, yep. What was your read of the current environment and how does that potentially impact the future direction of uh, Liberty Gold? Yeah, look, really interesting times, I would say. First of all, Again, our our focus as a management team is essentially to grow and de-risk the project. We do need a very credible standalone plan, and that's, again, what our, our position will, will be um, and continue to do the de-risking activities, including what we did last year on securing all the water processing rights for a much larger operation than we currently envision potentially in a pre-feasibility, which will provide flexibility around various different, let's just say, heightened gold prices. Um, but I, I do think you're, you're absolutely on point. The fact of the matter is there's a number of intermediates and, and seniors that do have a declining uh, production profile. They do have declining reserves. And 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 so whether or not the, the, the Newmont approach to Newcrest is a catalyst for, you know, and, and the next wave of M&A time, time will tell. But I will tell you, it's actually bringing the conversation around M&A and growth for that matter to a lot of the institutional investor base, um, which was, I think, is always a positive thing for companies like Liberty. Um, the standalone plan that I mentioned is the enabler of all our options. Clearly, if you know my history, um, what, what I have done in, in the past, there are potential parties that are, are looking at Black Pine in particular. We, we do in, ensure that those parties are current in, in terms of information. Um, if, if something does come to interrupt, again, that very credible standalone plan that we do have, i.e. at the premium offer, we, we certainly have shown in the past, or my record has shown in the past, we, we do, do show, show it to shareholders. So this is not an entrenched group. This is a party that thinks about shareholder value first and foremost. And, and by the way, between management and, and our directors or insiders, we are the third largest shareholder of Liberty at over 8% of, of the, the, the shares outstanding. And so we do think like owners every day. And, and so if it's right for the shareholders, that's certainly what we'll show them. But in the interim, again, we've, we've got something very sizable in the Great Basin. I really do like, uh, from, from my career perspective, oxide heap leaches with the low capital intensity nature. Um, I, I think we've just got a fabulous project and we're going to continue to drive this. 
Excellent. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that, Jason. I look forward to hear, hearing more about that as the year progresses. Liberty Gold trades on the TSX under LGD and on the OTCQX under LGDTF. Jason Atu, CEO and Moira Smith, Senior Technical Advisor. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks Thank to you, Paul. Paul. And that's all for me, Paul Harris. Stay tuned for more from Mining Stock Daily. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.